Hey, welcome to the Pass Control Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan, and in this week's episode, episode 133, myself and Mike sit down and chat about the latest in video games and nerd culture. But before we get into that, a few housekeeping things. This episode of the Pass Control Podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty, but more on that later. As always, you can find us on the internet at PassTheController.io, on Twitter and on Instagram at PassController, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash PassController. I'm sorry, PassController, no the... If you're a fan of the show and want to support us, easiest way to do that, the freest way to do that, is to share the podcast on social media. Or, as well, leave a review on iTunes. Both of those things are free, take very little effort, and they help us immensely. Uh, if you do have a few bucks kicking around, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash passthecontroller, or buy something from our shop at passthecontroller.threadless.com. And now, enjoy this week's episode, episode 133 of the Pass the Controller podcast. How you doing? How you doing over there, Michael? I'm alright. You're just alright. Did I see? Did you go to the movies this weekend? This past weekend? This past week? At some point? Uh, I definitely went to the movies at least once. What did you see? Uh, I, I saw. I, I saw that you went to the movies in some way. I saw um, fucking uh, Fate Stay Night. I know I saw that. On... How was that? Yeah, that was weird. Well, we're going to kick this episode off hot with a special segment of Mike's and a minute. Uh-huh. Was it a, I'm assuming it was limited screening? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it was just, it was just that, what was it, Thursday? It must have been Thursday. I don't know. I, I don't even remember where I saw you say you were going, I, somewhere in some sort of thing you said either you were going at the movies or no. some social media said you were at the movies. Yeah. Anyway. That was on the show, maybe? Uh, what are your? I mean, it was weird, but anything else? Are you a Fate Stay Night guy? Yeah. Oh, meow. Navi apparently is all about that life too. Meow. What if she just started hogging up a tesseract? Well, you oh, can't touch a, it. That's also kind of weird. A weird spoiler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Anyways, um, how do you? Uh, anything to say about it, or just it's weird? It's it's the second of a trilogy of films. So. Oh, okay. It, is it standalone from do the movies exist outside of the normal series like could you watch the three movies and know what's happening or no um is this the one that you said is like myths and mythology and like yeah. history okay okay so so i mean i feel like i've said that multiple times you could get away with watching just those three movies because yeah. the series kind of does the same events over but with different it's based off of like a choose your own adventure type oh. thing, I guess is the way you could say it. Well, okay. there's, there's three different endings that you can get, and this is the third ending. Interesting. This wait, the second movie is the third ending, or the trilogy the of trilogy these movies is, is the third, third ending. ending? Okay, yes. that's interesting. I'm I'm intrigued by that. Yeah. Uh, is the series good? I enjoy it. Is it uh something you stay up to date on, or is there a big backlog of those episodes? Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna play the virtual novel. The visual novel. Are you interested in the other games? There's definitely other games that I think there's one on Switch and PS4. Yeah, there's some other games. I don't know if I'm ever going to play them. I don't even know what type of game they are. I'm not sure either. I'm sure there's a some fightings. Yeah, I wonder who makes it. I don't know. I don't think they're Bandai games. But saying that, World Seeker came out today, and from oh, yeah. what I'm seeing in reviews, it's 
being received just as poorly as Jump Force. Ah, uh, too bad. Um, has there been a good One Piece game that you've played or enjoyed or heard about? Uh, there probably was. I don't know. If, I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know if I played it. I know I own. I know I own Burning Blood, and I feel like I must own. I might own another One Piece game, but I didn't play much of either. If I have more than one. Yeah, I've never. I mean, the only. I think the only standalone anime. Like based on an anime game I've ever played, have been Dragon Ball games. Well, I guess Yu-Gi-Oh counts. Yeah, I suppose. And I wouldn't say Pokemon counts because the anime came after. It did. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I guess Dragon Ball and Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh had some fucking jams. But those were like, at least the ones that I played and enjoyed, they were always card game, like T- TGC games, and they were j- literally just playing the fucking card game, so they were fine. I mean, the the game, it was just a virtual version of the fucking card game and gave you people to have it gave you opponents so you don't have to go have real people in real life that they going to school dragging your card and saying hey you want a duel and it's like no we're in high school man stop yeah in america yep that's what bandit key says does he actually say that or is that just from the that's just from the bridge okay he never says that in the show okay not from what i recall is are is there a current Yu-Gi-Oh series there might be. If I'm... there is and Bandit Keith exists or someone that wears an American bandana, they hopefully have dropped this, that line at some point. The series has gotten so off the rails. I've watched some episodes of 5Ds, or however it's pronounced, and I don't understand what's going on. Oh, 5Ds, is that even? No, I think Zex will comes out after it. I, I, I mean, you're speaking a language. I have no idea. I don't know. Yugi it's, boy. It's, I, don't, I don't get the rules of the game anymore. Yeah. Your heart's not in the cards, Mike. It's not. Never was. Speaking of fucking Yugi Boy, the first DLC character for Jump Force is Kaiba. Yeah. Um, which is weird because. Oh wait, Yugi is a player. He just summons monsters as his move set. Mm-hmm. So I guess he's the same thing. I was gonna say I thought Yugi wasn't playable for some but reason. But what I don't understand <laughs> is that, at least in his series, in Yugi's series of Yu-Gi-Oh I think at least up until a certain point like they were all just holograms like first they were just playing cards and then Kaiba's like I know I'm running a multi billion dollar company mm-hmm. let me put my money into making holograms for these card games Yeah, which I think on some level requires some assistance from Pegasus but that's neither here nor there um, well I mean it's just all in the heart of cards did, did, did the, remind, refresh my brain for a second did Kaiba carry his deck around in a briefcase? Like a metal briefcase? He or did he always have money on him? He definitely did at some point. Okay. I don't know if he did it all the time, but like there was definitely a, a period of like in Duelist uh, Kingdom where like he yeah. had it in a briefcase. Whatever happened to Mokuba? I, I don't want to know. <laughs> but keep telling your He's story. There. Is he uh, still in the series? Is he grown up now? Brendan, I can't stress this enough. I don't know what's going on in New York. Like, right. it's you not... See- you seem, to, you seem to know a lot about for the five Ds and and Zexel and fucking and Bakura. Nothing to do with like, imagine Dragon Ball Z ends, and then a new series called Dragon Ball fucking Bigly Bonk starts <laughs> off, and it's uh, like some other dudes with spiky hair, who like train and shit. But none of them, nothing about Goku or anybody else. It's just like the the core conceit of like 
Dragon Balls existing and people with spiky hair shooting balls out of their hands. Like, that's still in play. So, I just want to let you know that I'm going to name this episode now Dragon, I, Dragon Ball Z Bailey Box. You think I give a shit? I'm not going to look at this. <laughs> well, no one's going to look at it because the fucking... The, the, the search... Mm-hmm. Uh, algorithms for Dragon Ball Bigly Box mm-hmm. is going to be relatively low. Exactly. Anyway, the point being is that the series, the subsequent series, was, with the exception of uh, probably that first one that I don't remember what it was called, um, have nothing to do. They just have card games, but like it's not like, oh yeah, remember that Duelist Yugi? No, it's like, oh, we fucking ride around motorcycles and we duel cards. Okay. Uh, now I forget what I was saying. Oh, I have no idea. You'd ask me about Mokuba, but before that, Kaiba. So anyway, my point is, is like, as far as the Jump Force is concerned, the monsters shouldn't be real. Like, they shouldn't be hurting people. Oh, that's what you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're, they're hollow. And like, I, I, you can make a pass for Yugi because like, he's possessed by the ancient spirit and like, apparently in ancient Egypt, these monsters really existed. And stuff happened. But Kaiba doesn't believe in that shit. He's just a rich man who, with holograms. Yeah, but Mike, and the, cards. the ancient Egyptians say. Uh-huh. Oh, that, was, that was my Tito. Uh, no, I got it. I got it. I guess I guess the Tito of the Yugi-verse would be Grandpapa? Grandfather Yugi? Yeah, Grandpa Moto. Is that what they called him? I don't know. Did he die? No. We're going to turn into stone or something? No, nobody died. Well, no. People died. <laughs> a lot of people died. No, something definitely happens to his grandfather in, like, the first episode. Yeah, but he didn't die. What happens to him? His, well, first, uh... <laughs> we don't need to do this. No, no, no. <laughs> first, Kaiba comes in and he Spoilers. says... Hey, I heard you got a blue-eyes white dragon. I'm going to buy it. Buy it. Him. With his fucking briefcase. With his fucking fat stacks of cash. And Grandpa says, no, my friend gave me this card. I really like it. And then I think Kaiba just kind of roughs him up for it. I don't remember. It, it basically, his fa- grandfather goes to the hospital. Because he, like, either lost in a duel and, like, got really sad and went to the hospital. Or, like, he got punched in the dick. And then... <laughs> and then after that whole debacle happens, and uh, they get a videotape from Pegasus. And Pegasus is like, all right, come to Duel's Kingdom to, like, play my card game. And Yugi's is like, I don't know if I should do that, because you're just a tape. And then the tape stole his grandfather's soul. See, I knew something happened. He's fucking dead, Mike. He got the soul fucking back. I said he stole it. I didn't say he destroyed it, oh you fucking God. dumb piece of shit. <laughs> anyway. And then after that, yeah, I don't know. He just runs the shop, I guess. Okay. All right. Fucking Yugi boy. Fucking Yugi boy. Yeah. That reminds me of... I mean, I, I was a fucking... Pokemon trainer to the fucking highest level of fucking trainer abilities when I was a young lad. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, we'd go down, we would find the people who also had the Pokemon cards and we'd trade them and, you know, whatever. I gotta get my collection, gotta get my fucking shit. And that reminds me of this one time. I don't know if this was a thing, like, universally, but, like, at some point we had collected most of if not all of like the OG set which I think was like the OG packs plus the safari packs maybe there was also like a green safari pack that came. anyways 
So once in a while, we would buy Japanese packs because they had way cooler sets. They had like a Team Rocket set. Like they had way cooler sets. Yeah. And uh, I believe it was a holographic Team Rocket Dark Charizard, maybe. Mm-hmm. But at, I think at this time, all of these cards were still in Japanese. I don't think they... At some point, they brought these cards here, but I think they were still Japanese cards. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember... Maybe I'm confusing two stories together, but from what I remember, there was a kid down the street from where I grew up, around the corner. A few of us, it was like me, Christian, a few other people, whatever. Like We went over there to like trade cards, and we wanted this card or something. I don't know. Again, maybe I'm remembering this incorrectly, but it definitely resulted in a boxing match for the cards. Okay. And we boxed on his porch. Mm-hmm. We got the card. Well, sound like you outnumbered the guy. No, it was like a lot of people. It was like a it was like a pokey fucking throwdown. Like, where were your parents? I don't know. We were just on this person's porch. Where were his parents? I don't know. But he had two only two boxing gloves, so each person had one on, and the other person and they had to hold your other arm behind your back. Of course, the gentleman's still a gentleman. You guys are savages. So, I'm pretty sure it pertained to Pokemon cards. If not, both of these things definitely happened. It's a long time ago. I'm pretty sure it was for the same thing. If not, we had a weird one-handed boxing if match on a porch, and we won that match. And I also got that Charizard, so I don't know what I don't know where those two things. Anyways, that's a weird story. Um, but it reminded me, Kaiba comes in, roughs him up. This was again, this was like a gentleman's agreement. It wasn't like I challenge you for this fucking. Maybe it did happen that way. I don't know. Yeah, but it wasn't like I roughed him up for no reason. Yeah, I also didn't rough anybody up. I think I just got the one punch that mattered because mm-hmm. we were children and fighting with one hands i'm actually i guess this is i'm asking more questions now so how do you determine who won like did you have to knock him out or oh no his his soul is uh not no longer i still have it oh okay it's in the glove it's in the glove of course yeah it's actually trapped in the dark charizard card so you you killed him <laughs> no, no 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 just his soul mm-hmm. he's you a never, vegetable you never gave him the soul back no it's in the charizard it's like under my bed or something or in a storage bin somewhere mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, just making sure. No, I'm just kidding. No, nobody, nobody like actually got hurt. I don't even think it was me. And I, I don't even fucking remember. I'm definitely not making this up. I just don't know if this plays in direct correlation with this charger or not. Maybe it was in regards to something else. It, it was a gentleman's duel. Maybe you did kill somebody for that card. Listen, let's find this from the record. Um, but moving on, because we do got a few things to talk about, and we do got cookies to get. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I don't know if you've been playing anything else, Mike. Please enlighten me if you have. But I know you finally finished Apo. Yeah. How is the end game of that? Is it truly brutal or? No, it was just difficult. This is difficult. But not like super, super hard. I I mean, you played the game yeah. a little bit, right? So yeah, I mean, I'm in the second mixtape or imagine the having to go through, like two two and a half levels without getting shot three times Ooh, okay that's pretty tough and then bear in mind there are a couple things that will one hit kill you did it take you a long time to finish it yes Ooh, i mean i, I mean like it feels challenge. like it took a long time i don't i couldn't give you a number because it didn't tell me yeah the time when i finished it interesting but it's a, it's a, the top game for you right there i feel like you enjoyed it a lot it it um 
it falls into that category of game that I can kind of pick up and play at my own pace, and then now I'm done with it. There you go. That's that's it. It's done. It's Mikey's first finished game of 2019. I I suppose. Yeah. Rolled rolled credits, I guess. Yes. Completed the main objective. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm that's a game I'm excited to finish playing. But when you texted me like. You finally finished it. I was like, or maybe tweeted it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Regardless, I was like, oh, word, fucking Mike over here, fucking crushing it. Yep. Throwing some people in the walls and shit, and off the of skyscrapers, mm-hmm. and whatever else might happen in that game that I don't know about yet. Yeah. Um, I've obviously been playing a little bit of Anthem, a little bit of uh, Overwatch, but as of today, I sunk a nice six hours into the Division Two, and wow. It it kind of not makes me sad like I don't I don't want any game that I buy well I don't want any game to be bad but I don't want any game that I actually spend money on to be bad but not that Anthem was a letdown because I'm still enjoying Anthem it's just nobody is playing Anthem with me so it's just me playing alone which is fine I don't really care I'm enjoying the story I'm enjoying the game um, but I just want to finish Anthem at the bare minimum like the roll the credits like finish the main story. And then if other people want to play with me after that to grind out for better gear, do the you know end game stuff, awesome. But I mainly just want to at, least, at the bare minimum finish the story. So I've been trying to hustle through that, knowing that the division was coming today. And I enjoyed the first division when it came out two years ago, maybe maybe longer. I can't remember, but uh, I, I enjoyed the first division a lot. We all did. Everyone that got it, and the same issue that people argue with Anthem Destiny 1 and 2 that game launched with like not a lot of end game content so people kind of got bored of it quickly including us where we just moved on to another game um but the game was fine I didn't have any really issues with it other than at a certain point we're like alright I mean nothing else to like really do um but with with just like Destiny and which I'm hoping they'll do with Anthem Division 1 they continually added to it built on it added all these things and later into that game's life cycle it was phenomenal i never went back to it but from everything i read people that were playing it 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 turned into this great game division two from everything that i've read and so far everything that i played obviously i'm still relatively early in the game it seems as though division two is coming out swinging with like no 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 we got plenty of stuff here we're still going to add all this other stuff, but we're starting off like we're not messing around. And if that ends up being the case, they'll be really the only game in this like new genre of like looter shooters um, to really start start that way. Um, but it's exciting. The game feels great. It's beautiful. Um, I, I like that world. It's, it's weird to be kind of set in... Not weird, but like all of the other ones, Destiny, Anthem, Fallout 76, they're all in like a, well, I guess Fallout 76 kind of set in a realistic setting, but Division 2 is set in Washington, D.C. Division 1 was in New York City. So it's like a more pulled in um, setting and tone and the uh, some of the stuff that they touch on is like the story revolves around like possible things that could actually happen in our world you know not alien well i guess that could happen too but like it's not about aliens it's not about mechs it's 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 about like 
the country being divided over, you know, I don't want to spoil stuff, but like over specific things and like it has political jabs and stuff like that. And I don't know how political it gets in regards to like stuff that's like in our current political climate, but just from stuff in the like visual storytelling, like I was walking down the streets earlier today and I noticed like, you know, a person laying dead on top of like a police car and they were holding a like a sign that they made and on the sign it said like something about like vaccines you know what i mean like a debate that's currently going on in our climate of mm-hmm. of like politics so uh and i think i noticed another sign that was in regards to something else that was there so i don't know if it goes deeper than like that subtle stuff on the side but it, it kind of it grounds it more it makes it a little bit more real um which is a a, a different vibe than anthem than destiny um, but I'm enjoying it. I'm excited to sink more time into it. I'm hoping that this is one of those games that a bunch of us actually play. Todd has it. Joe's debating it. Um, a bunch of people on our Discord got it. Dom has it because I got a digital. So we, we definitely have people to play, so I'm excited. Um, and if you are on Xbox and looking for people to play with, join our Discord because we do have our clan uh, it's invite only for the moment, but if you join in there, hop in, you know, and you seem to be a cool person, you know, we're not like keeping it super private. We're just we want to like kind of gate who comes into the into the clan, so we're not just like filled up with whoever. Um, so I'm excited to keep that going. But other things that have kind of popped up over, what's up, Nanny? That have popped up over uh, the course of the week. Borderlands Three. Seemingly, Borderlands Three has been teased. Mike, have you seen this tweet? Have you seen this stuff? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Have you heard about this? What? Get about thinking. What? No. Well, really? It's kind of a big deal. I mean, I probably did see it. I think I did see it, and I think I was like, "All right, cool." Did I play the first two? No. And then I kind of went about my business. Borderlands is a fantastic game. I love Borderlands. Borderlands. Three has been something that people have been wanting for such a long time. It's been a thing that's been like, not teased, but has just been like, hey, this is something that'll come at some point. Like, we're not abandoning Borderlands. It's just whatever. So it's been in development for probably a long time. Um, it's a little weird, I think, that they're going to announce it at PAX. Simply because I feel like we don't typically get a lot of big announcements at PAX. Like, this would be a big deal reveal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. I'm assuming not going to be playable anywhere or on the show floor at all because they're just announcing it. They're just announcing it. They have a. They have the big, the main theater. Um, I forget which day they're on, but that it's going to be a big deal. What my guess is, is it's going to be a panel. I don't even think they're going to. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're going to just fucking reveal the whole thing and go in detail. But I don't even think they're going to do that. I think they're going to be talking about other stuff or what the borderline universe or something i don't even know and then kind of end with a tease and i'm assuming just bring it to e3 i I have no idea it's a it's a weird stage to announce that something like that i mean we've seen other things that was last year or two years ago like the snk 40th anniversary collection got announced Mm. at pax east which is like not it's a really cool thing and i have it but it's not like this triple A fucking gangbuster that people have been clamoring for, yeah. um, and there's been other things like I think one year like Rock Band announced like DLC or something. We were at that panel. 
Uh, oh, yeah, we were there. They announced something, like, or maybe not something specific, but they like showed off the DLC roadmap for the first time or something. They definitely announced something new in that panel. I think they announced uh, some of the... Before Overwatch came out, I think they announced a couple of the characters at oh. Night Before, too. Oh, Blizzard did that? Blizzard did that before... Oh. Before the game came out, so, like, clearly way before, like, it was ever on my radar, they had announced some character there. Yeah. I mean, Overwatch wasn't on my radar because... I'm an idiot, apparently, and I before the two games were coming out and everyone was making them seem like similar games, yeah, like Battle I Born was like, Battleborn looks like my shit. This fucking Mushroom guy, I'm down with that. Mm-hmm. Um, get you. Little did I know. Fucking Overwatch is going to consume our life for seemingly ever. Uh, so that's exciting. I'm excited to see what that is. Hopefully our schedules align that we can go check that out because I think that would be a cool panel to attend. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, the other day, um, that's not good. Hopefully I didn't pause the recording. It did not. Um, the other day, Yacht Club tweeted out a game they're going to be showing off that is clearly not Shovel Knight. And when I dug a little bit deeper, it actually sounds like it's a game that they're going to publish, but they're not making it in-house. So I'm not sure what it is, but I love Yacht Club. And if they're going to put their stamp... Excuse me. If they're going to put their stamp on something, I'm excited for it. Because I, I, I love Shovel Knight. It's one of my favorite games of all time. I think they're, you know, dedicated to the craft. I don't think that they would just be picking up some random thing if they didn't have, you know, all of the faith in the world behind it. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see what that is for sure. Hopefully it's playable too, because whatever it is, I'm going to be excited about it. Especially as well, because they pushed back um, King of Cards. Got pushed back to Ooh. later this year and I think it was I think it was initially going to come out in April and it got pushed back till the fall I believe um, so whatever this is I hope it's there so I have something new to play I mean I'll still check out King of Cards again even though we played it already but um, so I'm excited about that obviously PAX is coming up soon so there's we're, we're going to be talking about a lot about that in the coming weeks um, two weeks away two weeks from today 13 days from today we'll be in the heat of it um but moving on we got a spicy not spicy but an end game an avengers end game trailer that fucking the hype levels are unreal for me right now like that trailer didn't really show much about the movie which honestly I hope that any other trailers that come out between now and over the next whatever 40 or so days before the movie gets here, I hope they don't give us too much because I don't need to know anything. I'm sure most people don't need to know anything. Mm-hmm. So just keep it keep it light. Don't spoil anything. Because I, when we went in to see uh, Infinity War, a lot of the things that happened, I wasn't that expecting the movie to go that way and I wasn't expecting all these people to you know, get dusted. I wasn't expecting all that. I was expecting people to die, but it's just, so I'm, I'm excited and anxious to see what this movie is because they're also pitching it in like a super dark tone. So I'm, I'm really curious to see what's going on here. But if we want to break down the trailer for a little bit, it basically starts off with, uh, Tony, Tony's first movie, Iron Man 1. Mm-hmm. Then it goes into Cap 1. Mm-hmm. Then it goes into Thor 1. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it, show, it doesn't show anyone else's 
scenes for anyone else's first movie. Well, they're the only ones that matter. Um, but and I did a lot of digging. I watched a lot of videos, read a lot of things. You know, kind of put my own theories together. Looked around what other people were thinking, and this was not one of my thoughts, but it was a, a theory about that inclusion being that. Do we think that the reason why they're focusing on the past is that they will go back in time and change stuff? Like, do we think that's what's going to happen? Or do you think that's what's going to happen? Um, it's been said enough times by enough people. I'm like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Time travel. Yeah. Well, I was expecting to see time travel in Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we shouldn't talk about Captain Marvel. Right? Yeah, let's, yeah, just, not, let's just not talk about the movie itself. Um, but th- another scene from the Endgame trailer, you s- we see them all walking in this, you know, in these white and red suits mm-hmm. that are clearly not their normal suits. Extremely fashionable. They look like... They just look like they're about to time travel, that's yeah. all. They look like they're wearing their well, time travel I suits. mean, they kind of look like... Maybe they're fucking hopping in the quantum realm. Like, why are they all wearing that? Like, they didn't need to coordinate their outfits to go fight Thanos. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a reason why they're Unless wearing they're like, all right, we're suits. doing shirts and skins. All right, we're shirts. We all need to get the same color shirt, guys. Yeah. Uh, Thanos, your skins. So take the gauntlet off. Go ahead, take it off. That's a, that's actually a good... It's a good plan, right? I mean, that would work in the comics. Good. I mean, the way that they defeat Thanos in the comics is they convince him that... They convince him to take it off. Um, but they're clearly going somewhere, especially because I mean, obviously Tony's suit got fucking destroyed on on a uh, Titan. Titan. I want. I kept wanting to say Mars. I'm like, I don't want to say Mars right now. Um, but I'm sure he had another one of those suits fucking somewhere. Yeah. And that suit was like his best suit to date. So he's clearly not wearing that unless he's wearing that in these colors. But again, why are we changing the colors? Clearly these suits are made out of something or specific suits. It's to go into the fucking quantum realm. Like, I wonder who made the suits for them. Like what's a good question. What actually. happened? And they're like, all right, guys, oh, we gotta do probably this thing. Shuri. Did Shuri get snapped? We don't know, right? We don't know. Probably. I'm assuming they made him in Wakanda. I don't know who else would make him. Said, okay, guys, we got a color coordinate here. Let's uh, get the same color suit. Let's do this. Yeah. War Machine, we're going to get you a big bulky one to go around you. Okay, here we go. Yeah, and it's weird because War Machine looks like it's his suit painted, but Tony looks like he's just in. But I guess his suit is slimmer anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but a, a big... Admi- unless. Mm-hmm. Unless. Uh-huh. We got a whole Hulk and Wakanda type, type thing going on again. Hulk and Wakanda? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Remember uh, the Infinity War trailer where you see them all running in Wakanda? Oh, so, so and, and that's the other thing, is that I 100 expect in some of these, if, if, at least in one of these trailers somewhere, there's some fucking tomfoolery. There, there's some there's some cinema magic here. There's some, there's some smoke and mirrors. They're definitely very careful to reveal anything. Actually, you know what? Um, I can't remember the character's name, but the the Wakandan warrior that lives in the Black Panther mm-hmm. dusting scene. Yeah, do you remember what the character's name is? I have no idea. Doesn't know. Um, 
she, the only scene that I can remember her being in in the trailer is just the recap of the dusting. Mm-hmm. So we don't know where she is. Right. Um, Hawkeye's back. Is Hawkeye in this? He's in the scene walking in the white suits, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone is in that scene except for Thor. In Captain Thor, Marvel. Captain Marvel, Hulk, yeah. and um, the, the Wakandan warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of was rocket there too i can't remember um actually i don't know if rocket was there or not i don't think he was granted he's he's short so like when they're panning across he'd be like yeah down there he'd be down there we're not walking down there he might have was he on i know he was on war machine's arm in another scene maybe Mm -hmm. he was sitting on war machine there and i just don't remember him um but regardless of rocket as well i think seeing that Arguably, three of the strongest, if not the strongest, Avengers are not in that scene, mm-hmm. being Captain Marvel, Thor, Hulk, and Hulk. The only three that could—I mean, obviously, we haven't seen Captain Marvel go up against Thanos yet. I'm assuming she can hold her own at least for a little bit, more than the others can. Mm-hmm. We've seen Hulk at least stand up to him. Yeah, I mean, we've seen everyone stand up to him, we've but you know him, what I mean. You we've know seen what I mean. Him put up some punches, um... and we've seen you know. Thor can clearly go go at him as well. So I wonder if those three are off doing something else with Thanos. You know what I mean? Hyperbolic time travel to train for a year. I don't know. I just, I need to know. I want answers. But I don't want answers. Like, I, I want to watch the movie. I don't want anything spoiled for me. But, oh, it gets the gears fucking turning. In it, in it, it puts the way that the trailer is just with, the, the grays, it's a grayed out with only red mm-hmm. on the flashback parts, and it's just like, ah, the devastation. Look at where these people were, to where they're going, to where what we've gone through. And the other thing that's interesting that me and Todd were talking about this morning, actually, is that, granted, uh, ScarJo, uh, Black, Black, Black Widow? Black Widow. I, I, for some reason, I wanted to say Widowmaker, and I'm like, no. Widowmaker, um, <laughs> yeah. So... W- and I almost just said Widowmaker again. So Black Widow is obviously we're used to seeing her hairstyle change in between movies. I don't know really during movies or not. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the scenes of the trailer, there's her with the blonde short hair, there's her with red hair, and then there's her with red hair with blonde on the edges. Yeah. So like clearly it seems as though there's a long span of time that certain things are happening. Yeah. Um, one of the one of the things that I was reading pointed out that in the Scott Lang, uh, one of the Scott Lang scenes, one of the Ant Man scenes, when he's walking down the street looking at like a pole that has like missing people mm-hmm. on it, the house behind him is all boarded up. So how like how long has you know what i mean like clearly the world is in disarray they show the shot of new york city i think twice and that is like looks like it's just being really not lived in so you know how long are these events after infinity war Mm -hmm. you know what i mean are we going to be getting this movie in like not like time jumps where they're, they're going through time but as like here's like a segment where it's clearly Hawkeye and, and Ant-Man dealing with the events of 
the Infinity War as they're happening. And then we skip forward to like, okay, now we're all together. Shit's gone down. What are we doing? Where's Tony? Where's Nebula? Where's Rocket? I don't think anyone's asking where's Nebula. Nah. Somebody I mean, is. Somebody. I think most of the people that know her besides Rocket uh, have been turned to dust. Uh, Rocket probably isn't that. Concerned yeah, about but they her all know. Person. At some point. At some point in Infinity War, did none of the other people left with, with, on Earth, none of them know who Nebula is? Maybe not. The people who went off and actually met the Guardians of the Galaxy were Tony, Stephen Strange, and Spider Man. Two of those people. I like turned... that you said the Spider Man. By the yeah. way, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, two of those people turned. Thor does know Nebula. Oh wait, no, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he never actually crossed no, the path. No, because she there. was, she was uh, captured. Yeah. By huh. Something. Interesting. Well, unless Rocket comes back with War Machine, then he would know about Nebula. He would know about Nebula, but I think he'd be asking about, about a bunch of other people first. But he was... Rocket was on Titan for the snap. Or no, he was on Wakanda. He was in Wakanda because he was with Groot and Thor. Mm-hmm. Shit. So yeah, he doesn't know what Guardians are left. Except for he knows Groot's gone. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Fuck. Okay, we, we gotta move on. We can talk about this forever, but we gotta move on. But I... I am really excited for this movie. I was already really excited. That trailer got me fucking very excited. I've, I've watched it probably 15 times. It's a good trailer. Mm-hmm. It, it's a great, like, let's get you hyped up for this movie. Because it really, like, we're, like, nitpicking, combing through, looking for stuff. But it really doesn't tell you anything. It really doesn't show you anything. No. You know what I mean? And, again, there's probably some probably some, some magic in there. There's probably some, you know, tricks and, tricks and you know, what are, tricks and treats. Yeah. What, what do you think of the final scene of the trailer with uh, Thor and Captain Marvel? That's a great, that's a great scene. It's a little fun little... I like it. When I watch these trailers now, I always expect something at the very end to be like, aha, laugh at this thing. Yeah. So it's like I was waiting for it. That was probably the only, like, cheerful part of the trailer, too. Mm-hmm. Which is probably why it was at the end. Yeah. You know what I mean? It would be, uh, it would, uh, oh, shit, string, I didn't bring my jacket with me. Well, you're fucked. They're clearly trying to continue to set the tone, like, this is, oh, this is a thing. I'm sure there's probably some cues or clues to what might be happening in a lot of the the voiceover that's happening when they're showing the older scenes, especially the Peggy Carter part. I'm mm-hmm. sure that that is like hinting at something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like there's there's like some tonal elements that are that are there. But all I know is that it looked like Chris Hemsworth was genuinely smiling. He's like. I like this one. He's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was smiling. She had, she gave us a, a slight smirk. She was. I like her. But a lot of people have an issue with how she's playing Captain Marvel, but I like her like kind of not standoffish, but like I do what I want. You know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose. I'm not going to smile for no man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, Mike? But since we're on the topic of the MCU, some big news broke today that I'm very excited about because I thought I thought this movie was going to end up in a really just in a state that probably would mean it would never get made. Mm-hmm. Um, but Disney has reinstated James Gunn mm-hmm. to direct mm, sure did. Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. He's still going to direct Suicide Squad yep. 2. Um, so they will not start filming Guardians until Suicide Squad is finished. Yeah. Which is fine, whatever. Let, let him live. Let him do his thing. Yeah. I, I'm Again, I don't really care about the DC Universe that much. The movies don't really do anything for me. Mm. But did I see that Will Smith is not coming back to play... Will Smith is not coming back to play Deadshot. And I, th- I forget... Idris said, Elba? Idris, yeah, Idris Elba is doing it. Which I don't care about that, but it's weird that... Did he not want to do it? Um, I th- I want to say he might have said scheduling conflicts, but I forget. I know I read it. Because of Aladdin? That movie must almost be done if not done. Isn't that coming out soon? Yeah. I forget what it was, but I, I did read it, and I don't think it was like... I don't want to do this. I think it was just something else. I'm sure that Warner Brothers paid him a hefty amount of money to be in the first one. And I can only imagine that James Gunn is going to do his best effort to make this a, the second one a good movie. It's just weird to like back out of it. I mean, I guess if you really do have scheduling conflicts, it is what it is. But Yeah, I feel like someone else was out too, but I forget who. I, it's just weird with like... I don't know. I feel like maybe not. Maybe Suicide Squad was one of those ones that was just kind of in a weird state. But I feel like when it comes to like the MCU, all of these actors and actresses and people involved, I feel like they must know a rough outline of like, hey, you need to be available for these times. You know what I mean? Because they can't afford to have somebody not be available. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just weird. It's a weird, weird circumstance. I love Idris. I'm, I'm fine with that. Did you watch him on SNL? I don't really watch SNL a lot, but uh, no, I didn't. There's some good sketches with him. I didn't know that his accent was like super British, like super de duper British. Boys from across the pond. Well, he fucking killed it on SNL though. He had some really good funny sketches. There was a there was a, there was a James Bond joke which was, I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> there was one sketch that was really not funny. But Jen was dying laughing from the other room. And she had watched that sketch alone without me. And I was like, what sketch did you find was so funny? I was like, let's watch the whole episode. She's like, you're not going to think it's that funny. But she was like crying laughing from the other room. And when I went out there to watch it, I was like, I mean, I I get it, but it's not funny. Which sketch was The only one I think I watched was the... Magician? No, I watched the Hulk one. That was the one. Oh, you watched the Hulk one? Yeah. That was okay. It was an okay premise. Mm -hmm. It was whatever. Yeah. I, I like the I like the concept. The concept was great. It was just kind of. Yeah, Listen, I'm I'm I am at heart a sucker for anything that takes the Hulk premise of, you make me angry and I turn into something that is obviously not the Hulk and probably is less useful than the Hulk. Yeah, like, I, like a filing like cabinet. It. Like a filing cabinet. Mm-hmm. Or um, yeah, that's about all I'll say about that. So the final topic mike that i'm going to bring up for this week's episode of the past control podcast before we wrap things up and go get us some cookies right um is i just lost where i was looking at because i was looking at the patreon (laughs) is a question that i've been meaning to ask for a little bit and it's not the one you're thinking is it's a different one 
That yeah. one, that one's just gonna be the longest bit forever. Um, it, it, it's a question that it doesn't have a right or wrong answer. I just want to know what you think of this idea, and it's no. <laughs> do remasters hurt gaming? Uh, I think I stick with my original answer. No. I'll elaborate. Well, before you before you do give an answer, and it can still be no, but you look at. That's, that sounds like a lot of rain. Um, I had my fucking jacket with me all day. It's been gorgeous out all day. It's been gorgeous out all day. But I like I was aware it was going to rain. So I brought my jacket with me because I had to go to work. Yeah. I had to fucking work in the Boston office today. And I was like, I got my jacket. Keep <laughs> telling the story. Jen, is it is the rain coming in on that window? And I, There's a window open in there. Come on with my jacket. And then I, you know, hang it up, come home, I fall asleep a little bit. Get up. I was like, all right, going to go back out again. I don't need this fucking jacket. I'm going to leave it right here. I'm just going to take my keys out of it and walk out the door. Here we are. Well, that's what you get. No jacket, no umbrella. Under my umbrella. Ella. Ella. A. You know what, Mike? Umbrella? That's a good segue because what I was going to bring up was Resident Evil 2 Remaster. You know what I'm saying? Umbrella. You know. Mm-hmm. Look at you. I see you looking at the show notes and being like, hey, let me, let me slide this in. Ooh, that was a big boy. It's going to make a big noise in a second. Or not. Okay. Um, so, now as regards to the, to the to the thunder, not like there's a noise. Uh, I didn't like fart or something. Like that's gonna make a big noise. I would I would I would own it if I did that. I poop myself. <laughs> I want to hear it squish. Anyways, so I've been thinking about this topic for a while, and it's do remasters hurt gaming? And you look at something like you look at something like. Over the last probably two gens, where you see a lot of these, a lot of games getting HD remasters. In some scenarios, it's just an HD remaster where it's like, hey, we're gonna polish it up a little bit, pour it over. In some scenarios, it's like, hey, we're gonna, you know, polish up a little bit and throw it on the Switch because it never came out on a Nintendo console. Which that one is a little bit different, and I'm okay with that because it's like there are people that when they buy a system they're just buying a playstation or they're just buying an xbox or they're just buying a switch so if you're primarily in the nintendo you know ecosystem you might not have access to a lot of these games like skyrim i'm sure they did more than just polish it up obviously they had to do some stuff for that but like skyrim doom like those are older games that they polished up you know wolfenstein and brought and brought them over there and that's great because that that allows you to bring these franchises, bring these games to, you know, in some cases, a whole new audience. Um, when you look at stuff like Resident Evil 2 that just came out this year, that game is getting, you know, it's doing very well. It's selling millions of copies. It It is being praised, you know, with, with 8s and 9s and 10s in review scores. Um... But that's a different case, too, because, again, that's not just, like, let's throw a slap a coat of paint on here and pour it over. That's, we went in, we completely redid this game. They changed some story elements. They changed some gameplay elements. And they took a game that they loved that, if you went back to play it now, especially if you did not have nostalgia for it, and you played the original... It's got tank controls. It's got blocky graphics. It's got, you know, some silly older video game tropes. 
there might have been something underneath the hood there that you know people at Capcom, people that made made this Resident Evil game, that were like, you know, we really want to bring this to the current age and redo it for you know people today, so they can enjoy the story, enjoy the the game, and we want to just do something new and we want to whatever. So like the Resident Evil Two remaster is a completely different animal. Um, and then shortly after that, in a Nintendo Direct, we got the Link's Awakening. You know, remaster. Um, and with that, it's you're, you're literally taking a Game Boy game and turning it into the same game, but like clearly that's not just a coat of paint. That's like we got to go in and remake this game pretty much from the ground up. I would assume. Um, so that's even a different animal. So I guess, I guess. We can break it down this way. Overall, how do you feel about remasters in gaming? Because they, in my opinion, have become very prevalent. Like, you get a lot of, like, HD collections, you know, ports from 360 over here, you know, to Xbox One and to the PS4. What, what is your mindset on that? Um... Typically, the only ones I've bought were games that I never played before. So it's like, all right. Cool. Which, which I would argue, that's like a great thing about it is that some of these games maybe you missed, maybe I missed, maybe you just didn't have the console, maybe whatever for whatever reason you missed it. Now it gives you the chance to play it again. So that I would argue that's a great like thing about it. Um, but some of the negatives I can pull is that, you know. Again, not taking the Resident Evil 2 example or even the Link's Awakening example because those are games that are getting a drastic overhaul. You look at something... And now I'm like failing to... Like find a a direct example. But you look at some games that just are getting a new coat of paint and that developer hasn't put out something new in a while. So they're just hoping to cash in on like a remaster. Is that... Is that breeding a bad? Is that bringing a bad energy to the industry, because it's allowing some people to get by without actually bringing new things to the table? Listen, Brendan. Capitalism works. It it does. And people are gonna vote with their wallet. And if some guys gonna show up and be like, "Hey guys, I just made a brand new, you know, HD remaster of Super Monkey Ball." Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just Super Monkey Ball again. It just made it so you can play it on your 4K TV. People are gonna look at them and be like, "Hey, we want better games. We're not gonna buy this as much as you want us to buy it. They're still going to buy it." Yeah, Super Monkey Ball. You're not gonna not gonna pass that one up. But um, yeah, I mean, as long as we give them the money, mm-hmm. they'll do it. But I can't imagine it working all the time because at a certain point, you're gonna hit critical mass. Like, listen. We can't remaster any more games because we remastered them all. There's we can no remaster more. the remaster. We can remaster remaster, but like, we'll, we'll, we can only do this so many times. Yeah. What I would love to see, and I think, again, with you see the critical and commercial success of Resident Evil 2, just because of the beast that the Switch is, I'm sure Link's Awakening will also be a critical and commercial success. Um, I would love to see more developers that want to bring their games back, want to remaster their games, go that route of 
not maybe not go you don't have to go so crazy to reinterpret things and completely reimagine stuff but going in and fixing things like you know especially when you come from like the early 3d era i feel like developers were still figuring out how to let players navigate that space so when you go back to a lot of these you know n64 um playstation one you know dreamcast even a little bit um it's on the later side like sega saturn sega cd you look at some of these older games in that era and if you went to play them now you might enjoy them because you might have some nostalgia for them but the the gameplay mechanics and the controls are just not there and outdated um I don't know. I, I think that it's a pre-Resident Evil 2 remake. I felt like we have been inundated and just drowning in these HD remakes. Sometimes not even HD remakes, just literally just like up it to, you know, whatever and fucking pouring it over. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a post-RE2 remake world with something like Link's Awakening on the horizon, I'm hopeful that this can in turn be something positive for the industry and be kind of a way of, I know we talked about this before, probably you know a few times, but kind of a way of self, not self-preservation, but video game preservation as well, where it's, you know, listen, we wanna kinda save some of these games that we love that don't age well by making them playable by today's standards. And some of that stuff is, of course, quality of life changes, which Resident Evil 2 had as well, the remake. So I'm excited for the future of what remakes can be. I don't think everyone's going to spend the time and money to do that. It's, I mean, in some scenarios, it just doesn't make sense. In some scenarios, the developers, you know, or the publishers, rather, are probably just trying to capitalize on on new markets. Mm-hmm. But again, it's it's not a, it's not a right or wrong answer. It's not... It's not, you know, there's no right or wrong to it. It's in some scenarios, like you said, like there's games that you didn't get to play or you missed. And for me, a lot of the stuff I see now, it's like, oh, that's that's something that I never got to finish or I never played. And now it's on the Switch. Perfect. I have so much time to play it because I can bring that with me. And You know what I mean? So... And more importantly, it means that sometime in the future we will get the HD remaster for uh, Super Mario Sunshine, which is what the world really wants. One would hope. See, and I wonder if th- that's a whole other thing. Is that there's a lot of games on the well, Sunshine's not on the Wii, but there's a lot of games on the Wii that are like trapped with motion controls. And though the Switch does have some motion controls, like taking something like Skyward Sword or Mario Galaxy and just reworking them a little bit to to drop that out drop get rid of the zelda would take some time because skyward sword especially was like a lot of the systems in the game were built around motion controls like you had to play that game with motion controls so that would be something that that i would assume they'd have to go in and change a lot of coding for and not just like a flip a couple switches or something (laughs) switch anyways that's all I got on the topic. It, it, it's like a, it's an open-ended discussion. It's not something that's a right or wrong answer to. It's not something we can figure out. It's just 
it's something that's always on my brain a lot, especially when I see new games get announced that are remasters. I just wanted to see how you felt about it. Mm. Big dog. Yeah. You know? What is your shirt today? Yeah, this one's a One Piece shirt. I fucking knew it. Fucking go and marry. Sure. Why not? Well, that's a One Piece thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, in, I'm on board. I'm involved. Mike, as always, you can find us on the internet at PassController.io, on Twitter and on Instagram at PassController, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash PassController. If you're a fan of the show, we would urge you to share the show on social media and leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us in growing the show. It really helps us in keep doing what we're trying to do over here. If you do have a couple of bucks to spare, you can become a patron patron at our Patreon at patreon.com slash controller, or get something from our shop at passthecontroller.threadless.com. We also have a growing Discord where you can hang out with our fans, hang out with us, play games with us, play games with our community. Um, Division 2 just came out. We got a clan, like I mentioned. Uh, easiest way to get to that is it, there is a link to it in the show notes. So wherever you're listening to this, whatever podcast platform, there's always a link to the Discord there, as long as all of our other social channels. Um, but it's always in our pinned tweet on Twitter, and I'm sure other places as well. But uh, as always, you can find me at Beak Room. You can find this guy at underscore Mycopath. And enjoy your day. I don't know why I said that. Um, yeah, it's not really <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say enjoy this week's episode, but that's not that. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Passive Controller Podcast. Mm-hmm.